Support for Dipping Milk and Cookies comes from Axelstrat LLC, but we'll get into that a little bit later. In the meantime, let's jump into today's episode. to another awesome edition of Dipping Milk and Cookies. Guys, I am Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith. And I am Michael, the Master Milker Segovia. This is the podcast for two best friends. Boom. Try to figure out this thing we call life using friends, guests, and microphones. So let's jump into it. Come along with us. Uh, How's, yeah, right. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work either. Um, how's, uh, How's your week been, buddy? Uh, it's been an interesting and intense. Uh, obviously, like I told you guys, I went to the doctor, got some blood work done. Um, crazy levels. Got obviously changed my <laughs> diet. Working at a pizza joint mm-hmm. doesn't really help. Yeah. Uh, late night eating obviously doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. The type of drinking I was doing didn't help. Yeah. Not like I was a binge drinker, but I would drink IPAs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> but not like daily mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. there's sometimes i could go a couple of days without yeah. but sometimes it's just like man i need a beer right now especially when i get down in the game i like to have a beer while i'm playing yeah you know? yeah it's only uh only fitting mm-hmm. but obviously uh the doctor visit opened your eyes to uh to some stuff which is yeah. awesome not like i've been saying it for the last year or anything but uh but yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Anything? How's <laughs> I have been meaning to ask? How's uh, the virtual schooling been going? It's honestly, man, it's crap. Um, yeah. I, I I understand the effort behind it, and I see the effort, and I do appreciate it. But at the same time, it just infuriates me because, like, my kids are at home doing this crap, and there's other kids that are going to school. Yeah. And like the fear of everybody being together. I was just at the races on Tuesday at the Milwaukee Mile, and mm. there was, like, five people that had a mask on, and there was Jeez, yeah. a couple thousand people there. I mean, I think now a lot of people aren't so afraid of it anymore, but no. it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a fine line, but the virtual learning thing, uh, it's tough because yeah. um, I got to try to keep an eye on Lincoln mm-hmm. while he's terrorizing everything, and <laughs> then uh, Jaylene and Takaya are trying to do their schooling and like it's it's just tough man yeah. i i tell jenny every day it's like dude i i really can't do this because like i'm going through some of my own stuff right now yeah, yeah. so trying to take care of like the kids and the baby it's just like man it's just this this is hard it's mm-hmm. hard and mm-hmm. i give credit to all the parents that are doing it yeah. uh some of them have 
you know, the flawless techniques. And if this was like two years later when Lincoln's like almost four, uh, it wouldn't be a problem. It would be uh, his his butt would be learning too. Like, yeah, yeah. It'd be a whole process, and you know that's okay. And if this is something that you know becomes a long term thing, because the kids have actually asked just to be homeschooled. Yeah, but of course they did. <laughs> of yeah. course they did. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. I can wake up whenever I want to, and I don't have to go. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do yeah, that one. <laughs> I guess basically you just gotta log a certain amount of hours like per week to do it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how you do it or when you do it. Um, that's wild. But there's crazy there's it's there's plus and minuses to everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just gotta take it as it comes and for sure. And move along. For sure. Well, that's good. That's good. I can't even imagine how difficult that actually is. So I uh I commend you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So uh mm. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh so we wanted to dive back into a prior topic. Uh, that's one thing we've been talking about doing now that we have a little bit more production value, and we're taking this just a little bit more seriously. Um, we wanted to kind of rehash on some of the some of the old episodes that we didn't really do too much justice. So uh, we'll lead in just like this. On Monday, a TikTok a TikTok user with the handle at uh, Baby Jenny, of course Jenny, posted it just a makes video. Sense that's a TikTok name, yeah, right. At Baby Jenny, because I right. saw that. I'm like. You're, yeah, you are a TikTok. <laughs> a little TikTarded. Uh, she posted, or they posted, a video of what they described as a UFO on New Jersey's Route 21. The video showed several other people standing on the side of the highway to photograph the blimp, the blimp in the sky. <laughs> no, it definitely was a blimp. Uh, the video, get this though, the video had 4 million views and more than 600,000 likes as of Tuesday afternoon, not even a day after it was posted. That's wild. Uh, and the fact, obviously, guys, we're going to be talking about UFOs. We did an Area 51 episode uh, a while back, but uh, especially in light of everything that's been happening in the last few months, uh, we're going to touch back on the on the UFO topic. Obviously, I am a firm believer that we are definitely not alone in oh, this yeah. universe. Oh, like, yeah. there's it, – it's – First off, there's no real comprehension as to how far space goes, at least to us. So if you're going to tell me, you're going to sit there and tell me that we're the only rock in this whole entire, you know, stretch of space that has intelligent life on it. Statistically, it's impossible. You might be a redneck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just it's not possible. There has to be there has to be intelligent life somewhere, somewhere out there. Um now, granted, are, are they, you know, driving by, just rolling down the window and taking a look, and they're just like, nope, not yet, not yet, they're still dumb. They roll the window up, and they just keep going. Uh, I'm sure that that's definitely for real, and I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So, like, a lot of UFO sightings, you know, are usually a bunch of, bunch of BS, but I know there's a couple of them out there that are for real. And that's terrifying, yet really exciting at the same time, because, I mean, geez, like... Could you imagine? I, no, I can't even imagine. And that's why it hasn't happened yet, or at least to the general public, we don't know about it. But, like, I wonder if there has been, like, contact attempts, you know? You know I'm, what I mean? sh- I'm sure, man. There there has to be, like you said, to, to be the only planet that has life on it, I, I just don't think that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, history 
has shown different and weird things. Like you were telling me about a book a long time ago. It was called uh, the translation of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about how uh, it was a tunnel that the Mayans had, right? Yep. yep. That's like perfectly round and just the way it's done, it's just, it has to be done with a laser. Mm-hmm. Like the technology that they had at the time. It's physically it, it's impossible. Right. You physically know? impossible. And then there was another thing you had pointed out to me too. And these are the two things that I had remembered from when we talked about that book was what are things that are you can visibly see from space yeah man-made man-made objects you can see from space obviously one being the great wall of china and two the pyramids Mm -hmm. pyramids Mm -hmm. that's uh that's (laughs) it's crazy it's it's far-fetched but at the same time listening to or reading you know how this guy is putting it into words uh obviously atlantis lost city of atlantis was supposed to be somewhere smack dab right in the uh, atlantic ocean uh when the it's believed there was an earthquake which you know cast them to be you know flooded out essentially by the ocean uh the 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 people there they split they split into two factions Mm -hmm. one going east one going west obviously we're talking about northern africa and egypt and south america uh where you know pyramids were being built uh obviously there was different styles but uh pyramids being built nonetheless and the uh, the theory is that yeah when the aliens come back the people that showed them how to do that when they come back they don't have to come land and search they can just survey the planet and say oh i see pyramids that our people are our tribes down there so we got to go down there and pick them up and i think it's interesting too because uh for the the people of those times they always worshipped like a higher being like mm-hmm. gods mm-hmm. and the idea of god was still kind of like really fresh you know at that time and to have gods that people worshipped and then it still goes throughout history like you could say like those gods that they would worship they could have been aliens because they're coming down and you know if they make a sacrifice they believe that these gods would come back to them and help yeah. them out in their time of need and this yeah, and I've, that. I've seen kingdom of the crystal, uh, kingdom of the <laughs> yeah. crystal skull i've seen that movie <laughs> it's a great fucking movie though man. yeah 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 um but I think that it's interesting that a lot of the stuff that we see in TV, movies, uh, books, anything that has to do with UFOs, aliens, and stuff like that, uh, that it, it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in different parts of the world, it's still consistent with uh, the stories. And it's the same story. It's just different characters, essentially. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not a coincidence. <laughs> like. That the only the only question that you can really ask yourself is just like who was that person that mm-hmm. omni you know the all all powerful you know omnipresence essentially like where were they getting that from that's that's always my biggest question you know but I'm sure that's a question that a lot of people ask themselves but how do they get here though right exactly that's the real question that's the thing yeah 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 who who are you and how did you get here. And that's why we're going to talk about some UFOs. Yeah, state your business. Uh, what state? Uh, what states do you think have had the highest number of UFO sightings? Just, just in, uh, just in this last year. Just this last year. Don't look at the computer. <laughs> um, you already did. I did. I, I did. <laughs> but one of the ones that's on there, I figured to be would be California. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah. granted, with the size and the amount of people, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's pretty popular out in the desert. So I'd say. Probably a lot of the West Coast states like California, Nevada, Utah, mm-hmm. um, and then even on the East Coast, I would say at least somewhere in like the New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire area, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Maine, um, maybe around 
Texas. I'm really surprised Alaska isn't on the list. It's the, the highest the highest amount of sightings just on this article that we got here. Uh, California, Nevada, Florida, which is weird. Uh, those are the three top top states essentially. But I'm really surprised Alaska isn't on there because Alaska is just uh, no. There's vampires up there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right, that's you're right, gonna get that right. thirty days a night. That's right. The vampires come out to play. Aliens are just like no, <laughs> not yet. That not might yet. be a different type of alien. We don't know. Uh, but yeah, get this. Last year, the U.S. Navy acknowledged that the objects seen in three widely leaked and ultimately declassified videos were, in fact, UFOs. Ooh. <laughs> um, in the most general sense of the term, okay? Uh, the story was picked up by most major news outlets and once again captured the imagination of those Americans not too skeptical to consider at least the possibility of the existence of extraterrestrial life. Uh, I've watched the videos. Uh, we'll actually, I'll post one of the videos uh, onto our uh, Facebook page. You guys can go check that out. It's pretty wild. It's it's really cool too because it's like uh, it's a it's at night. There's just like this one blip that's moving super fast across the screen, and you can see the guy like trying to like lead the target because he's trying to capture it. Because like you see the square like kind of tighten up. It'll go wide and then tighten up, but he keeps missing it. Eventually, he gets it, and then Susan locks on, and he's like tracking it you hear the guy just like whoa i got it i got it i got it can you believe that what is that bro bud like it's so funny like the dude sounds like such a stoner (laughs) he's like dude (laughs) dude i got it i got bro what is that like it's it's pretty wild because that thing is trucking it is moving fast real fast and it's right on the deck right on the water like it's creepy, and it just makes you think, like, things that make you go, hmm, what are you doing? What's your, de- what's your deal? State your business, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, you got it? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking we'll up there, was yeah. real quick because uh, you had mentioned water is right on the deck, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So there's, you know, obviously people see the UFOs in the sky, and then people also forget that they're, they say that there's some UFOs that have been seen underwater. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, so what that would be called is a USO, unidentified submerged object. And it's an unidentified submerged object is, well, they just say that twice. Anyways, <laughs> the term does not, and it's very small, the, the explanation, but they say it does not necessarily refer to a paranormal uh, event or origin. But I've, I've read some stuff that um, there's, supposedly like a portal underwater or like a base underwater that these ufos come up out of the water and that's why you see a lot of sightings around the coastlines and around areas with large bodies of water Mm -hmm. um and they 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 believe that when they go through the portal they come from obviously another dimension or another part of space and if anybody's seen like stargate and stuff like that it's kind of like that same idea that it's just this big open area that a spaceship can fit through whether it's a large one or a small one however their technology makes it work and uh there was an article that I had found too really quick here uh so it's uh from the new york post it's dated may 13th of 2020 so fits right in with the timeline of how this year's been <laughs> uh but it says uh, the headline is ufos seen emerging from water add to u.s navy mystery yeah. and that's another thing too is that the navy 
And the Marines, like, they usually – or Air Force a lot. Yeah, it's usually the Navy and the they, Air Force. They always say, like uh, – there's been stuff where it's just they see them all the damn time. You know, yeah. they're always in space or by the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 2004, U.S. Navy pilots encountered multiple fast-moving UFOs off the coast of San Diego, California. While this story is now widely known, one detail from the USS Nimitz incident has often been overlooked. Eyewitnesses also spotted a UFO under the surface of the ocean. A UFO in the water is called a USO, or an unidentified submerged object, and there is a long history of UFOs being witnessed under, near, and above bodies of water. Uh, From a sighting recorded by Christopher Columbus in 1492 to the... uh, Utsuro Boon folklore in Japan. Sorry if I didn't get that right. <laughs> uh, or the highly documented Shag Harbor incident. Wait, Wa- wait, wait, wait. Where was that again? Uh, the Utsuro Boon folklore right? in uh, in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, Missed it the first time. <laughs> or the highly documented Shag Harbor incident. Water seems to play a big role in UFO sightings. Uh, Stephen Greenstreet and Nick Pope dive deep in the USO cases throughout history in this episode of the Basement Office. So uh, it looks like it's episode eight on the Basement Office. And uh, again, you can find that link. Uh, we can post that link for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, Bodies of Water, to me, it's interesting because uh, what other movie was it? Oh, uh, Signs. Signs, the aliens are, their weakness is water. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he's just like swing away, mm-hmm. and he starts hitting all his glasses of water all over the place, and the aliens just like, ah. yeah, it's just melting. Yeah, which is interesting. But I mean, obviously, these are all theories. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Obviously, um, I, I the one thing that I find to be really um, convenient, so to speak, is the fact that now, in the midst of probably one of the worst years on record. Uh, all of a sudden now UFOs are okay and it's a thing mm-hmm. like like that it, that's been so brushed under the rug because of like everybody's fright of you know COVID and you know the election that's coming up people aren't even realizing and I, I like I feel like the government is just throwing that stuff out there just to distract just to like to keep everybody kind of lulled just like oh man UFOs are a real thing I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to this instead of trying to pay attention to the the farce that is 2020's election mm-hmm. um but yeah, the government. I mean, this just just happened. This is dated August fifteenth of this year, so this is you know it's a month day. ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pentagon forms new task force to investigate UFOs. Like, not only have they declassified files to say that uh, that UFOs are a real thing, now they're adding fuel to the fire by saying. Yeah, they're a real thing, and we're gonna have to start pumping money into a task force to uh, to investigate these things. And we'll call uh, them Starship Troopers. Right? Oh god, that's one of the best movies. It is. I remember. Absolutely. I remember only the first one. Yeah, yeah. I remember having a conversation with somebody who shall not be named, and she thought uh, that it wasn't a cult classic. And I put it on Facebook, like, "Hey, everybody, oh, yeah, Starship Troopers, a cult classic!" And like immediately, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I yeah, think I commented yeah, with the right. gif. I'm doing my part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, or UAPTF, uh, continues an effort begun in recent years to investigate unexplained aerial incidents encountered by the U.S. military. The new task force will be overseen by the, uh, the Department of the Navy and will report to the Office of Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. 
in April, the Pentagon declassified three videos captured by U.S. Navy pilots that appear to show unidentified flying objects. That's going to be the link that I uh, share on Facebook. Again, you, if you look at the footage, it everybody's seen the sighting videos, you know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's one thing when it's Joe, average Joe, you know, on his back or something on his cell phone, you know, just trying to get a real shaky zoomed in uh, shot of something in the sky, which really could be turning out to be a blimp. Uh, but when you're getting these official military videos, like, and I mean, sure, sure. You can doctor, you know, footage. I know you can, it's not I mean, mm-hmm. I, like I can do it. Like I can do it. It's I'm sure it's difficult, but it can be done. Uh, but again, with the level of uh, the level of the footage, again coming from the U.S. Navy, coming from the U.S. Navy, maybe uh, it's hard to refute, man. It's re- it really is. Like you watch it, and it's just like, ooh, ooh what is that? <laughs> what is that? Can you explain that? Can you shoot it down or something just <laughs> so we can figure it out? Because because uh, yeah, some of these videos, it's just it's unreal, and it's again, it's exciting but terrifying at the same time because. If there's uh if there's other intelligent life out there with technology on that level, it's just like that's that's their Sunday cruiser, man. Like who knows what like the mothership looks like and you know, what they have on that thing. So, but it's it's hard to talk about this sort of stuff without the uh you know the foil caps. I thought about wearing one for this episode. <laughs> I totally did. Yeah, I thought yeah, about it, but it's not gonna work that well with you my hands. You should have. You should have. That's all right. Um. Before we get any deeper, guys, let's uh, let's take a quick break uh, so we can drop in with our sponsor. Axelstrat is a company built on core values of integrity, sustainability, and innovation, and is passionate about finding solutions for business growth. By working together, they will find activities that add value to your business while creating a framework that is flexible, yet structurally sound, and allows your business to grow profitably. Alex Weber, founder of Axelstrat, is bringing a new, fresh, organic approach to doing business in today's ever-changing landscape. Equipped with a Bachelor's of Business Administration, accounting from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, associates in music production and recording technology from Madison Media Institute, and coupled with real-world experience as a financial controller, Alex is a leader in business administration using analytical and creative approaches to developing sustainable business growth strategies. Now, right now, Right now, our listeners are going to receive 15% off any service for up to the first $300. Yes, you heard that right. 15% off any service for up to the first $300. Let me explain here, folks. Anyone who has looked into any kind of photography, videography, graphic design, branding, social media management knows that it can be a little pricey. Okay, so why pass up on a fantastically ridiculous deal? Uh, again, 15% off to the first $300 when you use the code DMC. Okay, very, very important, guys. Make sure he knows that we're the ones that sent you to him. Otherwise, you will not be able to get this deal. To reach the great staff at Axelstrat, please call 818-585-8742 or send an email to ateam at axelstrat.com. Again, that is A-T-E-A-M at axelstrat.com. The number again, 818-585-8742. Prepare yourself to be stratified. All right, welcome back. Um so we're going to go over the, the top five most credible UFO sightings. Uh, and, I mean, obviously, again, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, 
I, I still think you know, they're for real. Some uh, things you just can't unsee, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You so see the men in black. Yeah, man, dude. Oh, I wish, I wish those things were for real. Just <laughs> do it to myself. <laughs> so number five on this list, uh, East Coast go go fast video. Uh, when news leaked in 2017 about the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, that is a mouthful, a video emerged that revealed an encounter between an FA-18 Super Hornet and an unidentified aerial phenomena. All right, seen along the East Coast on a Raytheon Advanced Targeting Forward-Looking Infrared Pod. Jeez, those acronyms are crazy. Uh, the, the craft was similar uh, to that spotted off San Diego in uh, 2004, a fast-moving white oval about 45 feet long without wings or exhaust plume. The pilots tracked the object at 25,000 feet above the Atlantic Ocean as it flew away and simultaneously rotated on its axis. No explanation ever emerged. Uh, and again, I'll put the link for this article uh, in, the, in the video description so you guys can go check it out yourself. Uh, let's see here. Number four, the Stephenville, the Stephenville sightings. This is in 2008, the small town of Stephenville, Texas, like you can call before 100 miles Southwest of Dallas is mostly known for its dairy farms. But in the evening on January, uh, January 8th, 2008, dozens of its residents viewed something unique in the sky. Citizens reported seeing white lights above highway 67, first in a single horizontal arc, and then in vertical parallel lines. Local pilot, Steve Allen estimated that the strobe lights spanning about a mile long and a half mile wide, traveling about 3,000 miles per hour. Uh, no sound was reported. Witnesses believe the event was reminiscent of the Phoenix Lights uh, sightings of 1997. While the U.S. Air Force revealed weeks later that F-16s were flying in the Brownwood military operating areas just southwest of Stephenville, uh, many townspeople didn't buy that explanation, believing that what they saw was too technologically advanced for current human abilities. And that's, you know, that's the thing that really gives it away like i mean that was a, a pilot talking and saying 3,000 miles an hour could you imagine going 3,000 miles an hour i don't think our bodies could like sustain itself like we would just morph <laughs> morph into the chair and i think the one that they're talking about in arizona uh it's over the sky and uh, obviously uh <laughs> but i think that's the one that's in the uh the straight line i think there's like three of them in a straight line yeah and they're yeah. like sequencing like their flashes I yeah think. yeah I still think those are that those are just like the fog lights on the actual ship. Like it's a huge ship we just can't see because it it's got some like cloaking, you know, cloaking system. But they didn't have enough money to cloak their lights. No, that's what I'm saying. The lights are just you know, they're the fog lights. We'll let those on. You can yeah, you can see those. What are, what are they? Is it, is it one ship or is it three ships? See, see, okay. see, okay. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, the O'Hare. Too many times. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the O'Hare International Airport saucer. This happened in 2006. Flight 446 was getting ready to fly to North Carolina from Chicago's O'Hare International Airport when a United Airlines employee on the tarmac noticed a dark gray metallic craft hovering over Gate C-17. That day, November 7, 2006, a total of 12 United employees and a few witnesses outside the airport spotted the saucer-shaped uh, saucer craft around 4.15 p.m. The witnesses say it hovered for about five minutes before shooting upward where it broke a hole in the clouds, enough that pilots and mechanics could see the blue sky. 
that's creepy. The news report uh, became the most read story on the Chicago Tribune's website to that date and made international news. However, because the UFO was not seen on radar, the FAA called it a, a weather phenomenon and declined to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how quick you can find excuses for it to not be a UFO. But, mm-hmm. like, th- I still can't believe that when they make those decisions, there's not at least one guy in the room that's just like, by the way, hold on. Like, what? Can we can we actually dive into that? Ricky, shut up. Sit down. How long have you been here? Right, exactly. Raise your hand next time you, you want to talk to me. <laughs> um, number two on the list here, the USS Nimitz encounter. You were talking about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on November 14th, 2004, the USS Princeton, part of the USS Nimitz career, uh, carrier strike group, noted an unknown craft on radar 100 miles off the coast of San Diego. For two weeks, the crew had been tracking objects that appeared at 80,000 feet and then plummeted to hover right above the Pacific Ocean. That's what I'm talking about. That You can't just go from here to there like that without it being funky, being weird. Uh, when two F-A-18F fighter jets from the uh, aircraft carrier USS Nimitz arrived in the area, they first saw what appeared to be a churning uh, churn. They, f- <laughs> they first saw what appeared to be churning water with a shadow of an oval shape underneath the surface. Then, in a few moments, a white tic-tac-shaped object appeared above the water. Uh, it had no visible markings to indicate an engine, wings, or windows, and infrared monitors didn't reveal any exhaust. Black Aces Commander <laughs> just sounds cool. Black Aces Commander David Fraver and Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate of Strike Fighter Squadron 41. God, that just sounds cool. Uh, attempted to intercept the craft, but it accelerated away, reappearing on radar 60 miles away. It moved three times the sound of speed and more than twice the speed of the fighter jets. That's that, uh, Commander David Fraver, he was actually just on the Joe Rogan experience just recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Black Aces Commander. And he David talks Fraver. about that on there with Joe Rogan. So oh, you I'm to sure. check that out as I'm well. Sure. Post yeah. that link in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, number one, number one on the list here, the lights above the New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, it takes a lot uh, for motorists to stop alongside a highway to look toward the sky. But on July 14th, 2001, drivers on the New Jersey Turnpike did just that. For around 15 minutes just after midnight, they marveled at the sight of strange orange and yellow lights and a V formation over the Arthur Kill uh, waterway between Staten Island, New York, and uh, Car- Cataret, Cataret, New Jersey. I'm Carteret, New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey's police department's uh, Lieutenant Daniel Tarrant was one of the witnesses, as well as other metro area uh, residents from the Throgs Neck Bridge. Uh, on Long Island and Fort Lee, New Jersey, near the George Washington Bridge. Uh, Air traffic controllers initially denied that any airplanes, military jets, or space flights could have caused the mysterious lights, but a group known as the New York Strange Phenomena Investigators claimed to to receive FAA radar uh, data that corroborated the UFO sightings from that night. So, ooh, we caught you, you liars. There was something out there, man. We know it. We know it. Uh... But yeah, those—that's the top five most credible uh, modern UFO sightings, and that's coming off the uh, the History Channel website. Again, the link will be in the video description. Um, yeah, dude, I, it's such a weird subject. It's such a weird topic to talk about, just because again, you're either like a believer or you're not. There's really no gray area uh, when it comes to UFOs. Mm-hmm. I I really cannot stand conspiracy theories i I really deep down they're just like yeah 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 yeah. keep them yeah 
but then you, every once in a while you'll hear one where it's just like, no, 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 come back, sit down, explain this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's it's you got to take everything with that grain of salt, and I'm trying to watch that salt intake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, what do you think is going to happen? What do you like? What do you? All right, let's do a hypothetical. Let's say in two or three years, it's it's proven that extra tra- extra ETs are out there. We actually have like confirmation, kind of the point where like you see it yourself with your own eyes. What do you think happens? Well, for me, I've always been a br- uh, believer in that stuff. Like I've always believed in Atlantis, uh, aliens, UFOs, paranormal, all that stuff. But for whatever reason, I've always just thought that like you, it's there. Um, so for it to really come out that like undeniable evidence that like aliens are real, I guess really for me it depends. Uh, what kind of aliens we're talking about, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if you got some like laid back aliens that just come by, yeah, and, like Paul, yeah, you know, <laughs> just come by and just see what's up yeah. and you can kind of live amongst each other. Or are these aliens like Independence Day, Independence Day or like alien, you know, from oh my alien, God, yeah. where it's just they're you know, they're, they're there and they're checking on you because, oh God, you know, what if we're just like a farm, you know? Yeah. We don't know. We could just be a little farm. They could have plants scattered through everywhere, and they could have these planets cloaked so we can't detect other planets that have life on them. Isn't I mean, that Guardians of the Galaxy too? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Ego, yeah, he plants those flowers. Eventually, he turns into a big blob and starts taking over the planet. He's trying to turn every planet into himself. Um, Wild. I, But, yeah, like I said, depending on what we know about them, uh, of course, we're going to try to make contact and really go and – see what's up and go ahead and uh, yeah i mean for me man it's really just what kind of we talking about because yeah that is a very deciding factor for sure because if it's like something that you know looks like it's a threat you're not gonna want to just like go show up on his door with go shake his hand hey you want some coffee yeah, <laughs> you know but at the same time if they come here like we've seen in tons and tons of movies where aliens invade earth like at first, we can't do anything about it. You just got to kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a really that's a really crazy hypothetical question because yeah. yeah, it's. I think the planet would go crazy. It would go nuts. It would go nuts because yeah, there's a lot of rational, logical thinkers out there, but so just vastly, vastly dwarfed by <laughs> the dum dums, the TikToks. Sorry. Uh, uh, I think there would be a lot of people that would actually kill themselves. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They I wouldn't be able. Be they wouldn't be able to face. Actually, yep. It'd probably be a lot of the fucking Bible Belt people for sure, because they wouldn't be able to grasp that God. You know, God, this isn't. Yeah, I'm. What? What? There's only one true God. Yeah, their brains would just explode. They would just not be able to cope with it. I feel like, but I, I feel like there would also be a lot of panic. There'd be a lot of panic because that would be the first thought. It's just like, what kind of aliens are we dealing with here? Like. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, all the aliens that we've ever experienced in pop culture, they're not friendly. They're not friendly at all. Like right. I said, Paul, that, that Seth Rogen movie, that, I think that's the, the calmest example of an alien that's hit mainstream media ever. <laughs> so I feel like that would definitely be a big question uh, that everybody would be asking. And in that, in that meantime, they'd be going they'd be going baddie baddie et oh yeah 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 et yeah good call good call uh, 
uh obviously et from uh from the 80s also a, a good example of a, a friendly alien just trying to just trying to help elf man. yeah i suppose I mean, he but eats kittens, i was but just about elf. to say yeah he eats cats bro and i love cats so yeah, I mean, he's still pretty laid back though until he eats your cat uh he can go find a stray cat or something <laughs> but what if he eats spaghetti He'll be full. <laughs> yeah, that's a big cat. Big kitty cat. I miss my cats. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it'd be pandemonium in the streets. It'd be it'd be chaos. Because and then you gotta think too, the government like immediately would be like, How can we get our hands, our greasy little hands on their technology and use it against them? Like it would just be it'd be crazy. I think it'd that crazy. you might see a lot of unity. Uh because once the world knows that there's an actual greater threat than ourselves, uh We'll come together, just like uh, in the World Wars, when it just really starts getting to a point where it's like you have to step in. Yeah. You're going to come together. Like the UN would decide this thing. It's just like, hey, we have something bigger than what we're all dealing with right now. And if you guys want to get back to this, we totally can. But for right now, we have to take care of our world. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we won't have a day to, to sit mm-hmm. there and bicker. And then that's when I jump up on the truck. <laughs> and I'd give and Bill <laughs> Pullman Independence Day speech. Oh God, gives me goosebumps every single time I yeah. see it. I can literally recite that whole thing too. Yeah, like burn usually, it into my memory. <laughs> usually, you'll share the the post that you made like ten years ago. Yeah. That's the, the whole statement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, we're running, we're running a little late here, so we're gonna wrap it up. Hopefully, we did this episode a little bit more justice. Uh, I know it's a lot of rambling. We're 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 figuring it out, people. I think this was a good one though, and. We'll get better with these. No, yeah, for sure. We're gonna touch sure. base on it'll some be, of the old ones, and be, I think it'll be. They're gonna get a good. It's yeah, gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be bigger guests. It's gonna be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, but yeah, you can catch us at Facebook.com/slash Dipping Milk and Cookies on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram at uh, at Dipping Milk and Cookies. Hit it. Boom. Um, what else? Find us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Yep, yep. As always, uh, YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. Uh, make sure you're like, sharing, uh, rate, reviewing. Uh, yeah, keep it metal. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Very important, guys. If you guys want notifications for all of our uh, new content that comes out, make sure you click that little bell on YouTube. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Axel Strat LLC. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh yeah, comment. Make sure you leave comments. Content. Uh, you can send all of that to dippingmilkandcookies at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Yes. Uh, clearly, we need topics. So if you got something you want to hear, you got something you want to you hear talk about between a couple of schmucks like us, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. send it our way because we would love to uh, We'd love to take it, tear it apart, essentially. Um, other than that, you got anything else you want to add there, bro, Chacho? Um. Not All right, we'll so see you guys much. next. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, no. Okay. Mid, okay. No, we're good. I'll I have will something say, for you next time. Though. I will say, uh, Reflection of Flesh did just finish tracking our uh, our third album that's supposed to come out hopefully by end of November, middle of uh, middle end of November. So that's gonna be awesome. Make sure you guys what stay tuned again? for Parasitic? that. Parasitic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a perfect way to explain this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I got nothing. You got nothing. Guys, everybody out there, be good. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Wash your hands, please. Wear uh, your helmet. Wear your helmet. Or your foil hat. Yeah, right. Don't forget your mask. Yeah.
Uh, but yeah, other than that, we will catch you guys next week. Love you, buddy. Love you too, bro. Bye, guys. See ya. Produced by the Dank Mob.